Welcome to Mindful of Maya, the podcast. A wise woman once said that the most valuable gift you can give yourself is time. So thank you for tuning in today where my highest intention always is to exchange your time with the knowledge I am given along this journey towards the divine. Welcome back to another episode of Mindful of Maya, the podcast. I really appreciate you being here today. After listening to a song, do you ever stop and ask yourself how it made you feel? Well, today's podcast is going to introduce you to a few reasons why you definitely should be. I'm sure we can all agree upon the power of music and all of the ways it connects us as human beings. One thing that might not always come to mind when you're scrolling through a playlist, trying to find the right song that fits your mood, or if you're a rare human such as me that still listens to the radio in the car, flipping through the stations and trying to decide what song you want to leave playing, is what spiritual intention is underneath the music we are consuming. And by spiritual intention, I mean what was going on behind the scenes while the song was being created, while the song was written, and especially while the song was being recorded. Music is probably one of the most popular ways to allow someone else's emotion to influence our own. And that is because through repetition, songs can reinforce negative or positive mindset loops. Now, I'm sure we can all think of a few songs just off the top of your head that most people that you meet know that song. And they may not know the entire song, but they know the chorus. They know the main part of the song. These songs are very, very popular. And as I mentioned in my last episode, I feel that any time a song gets to that level of popularity, we really need to start questioning why. Because certain songs, and I'm not saying every songs, but certain songs that reach a certain level of popularity can really give us an indication of what the collective energy field of the whole world is. Now, one of the most important things when it comes to music is awareness. Being aware of what it is that you are consuming. If you have the power of awareness and you're able to discern certain meanings behind certain songs, I genuinely feel that you can still listen to quote-unquote popular songs. You just need to be aware of what it is that you're consuming. Our minds are so powerful that if we give them the upper hand, they're going to take it. And as soon as you are aware of certain things within the music industry, 
it's hard not to notice them while you're hearing them. According to Billboard.com, the current song that comes in at the top spot, the number one spot, as of today, Friday, March 25th, while I'm recording this podcast, is a song by the name of Heat Waves by Glass Animals. Now, let's dive into the lyrics in order to get a general idea of how the collective is relating to music currently. For context, we're going to stick with the chorus. We're not going to dive into the entire song. We're going to stick with the chorus. No, I'm not going to sing it because that's not why I started a podcast. But I am going to go ahead and just right now say out the chorus so that we can get a general understanding. Sometimes all I think about is you. Late nights in the middle of June. Heat waves been faking me out. Can't make you happier now. I'm sure a lot of us already probably knew those lyrics because, again, that song is number one currently. And as I mentioned before, it's pretty crazy how well we can know these lyrics that are number one, if you ask me. Now, what's also pretty crazy is, according to the Pew Research, that's spelled P-E-W, Research Center, that's located in Washington, D.C., Roughly every four out of 10 adults in America aged 25 to 54 are single. So that's almost half the population of America is currently single, meaning they do not have a partner or they do not have someone in their lives that they identify as a romantic relationship. When we compare that statistic to the number one song that's chopping the tart, When we compare that statistic to the number one song that's topping the charts right now, isn't it a little fascinating in kind of a scary way? Let's say you're one of those single people and your last relationship ended on a really bad note. And this left you a little mistrusting in the love department, which, you know, completely makes sense. Your your guard is up now. If you're nonchalantly just listening to popular music without being aware of the power that it holds over your subconscious, then the likelihood of these lyrics affecting your ability to remain open to love is strong because these lyrics are reinforcing a mindset that you chose out of pain. It's not your fault that you have this mindset, just like, Anyone who goes through any painful situation doesn't intentionally choose to go through that, but it is what you went through. And if you are unconsciously listening to this music that is just being played out on the radio or chopping or topping all the charts right now, then that is getting reinforced without you even realizing it. Now, I want to introduce you to a term that not a lot of people are aware of, but there's actually something that you can do to expedite getting out of a bad mental state, and it's called frequency hacking. I'm sure at this point, most of us are really aware of the fact that human beings vibrate at certain frequencies. Now, when we're exposed to music that is either have bad intentions or no intentions at all or sad intentions, then unfortunately that music is then hacking our frequencies. When this happens on a mass scale, it really changes the way that we as humans function. 
So the example that I used today revolved around romantic relationships, but another one that I see very, very frequently, especially when it comes to rap music, is the reinforcement of wealth and how important it should be in our lives. Now, I'm not here to bag on money or to say that you shouldn't want nice, fancy things. But I'm no longer subscribing to this idea that we should all just want to attain more and more and more and more. It's honestly disgusting to me at this point how far in our heads that idea has gotten. And I truly believe a big part of that reason is the programming that we've been exposed to when it comes to the music industry. I definitely have not done enough research to touch on the darker sides of the music industry, nor do I want to, because I'm sure we all remember having those days back in, I think it was like 2011, when all of those videos on YouTube came out about Beyonce and the Illuminati. But to be honest, there is a part of me that still questions a lot of the music industry, especially because when you compare the songs that are topping these charts and at number one, a lot of the lyrics are pretty much the same. And a lot of the lyrics are things that I don't relate to anymore. And that's why I'm really encouraging you to be aware and to really question how this music makes you feel, not only after you listen to it, but while you're listening to it. And it's so unnecessary for us to allow something to hack into that frequency, especially when it's something that we have power over. We have the power to control what goes into our minds. And I know a lot of people think that the right hemisphere of the brain is what controls the creative thoughts and therefore that area of the brain must be where we process music, right? No, that's wrong. According to Daniel J. Levitin, who wrote, This is Your Brain on Music, Music actually activates every area of your brain. It activates the audio cortex, and that's what tracks the loudness and pitch and the rhythm. It activates the visual cortex. So when you're either reading music as a musician or watching someone play music or even just visualizing something that that song reminds you of, It activates our motor cortex. So that happens when you're tapping your feet or snapping your fingers or even just bobbing your head along to a song that you like. It activates our cerebellum, which mediates emotional responses. It activates our hippocampus. So there's a memory system located inside the hippocampus, which is activated when you hear a familiar lyric. So music actually activates both half of the brain, the left, the right, the front, the back, the inside, the outside, the whole entire mind. And since we can all admit out loud how powerful our minds are, 
That means every time you listen to a song, you are giving the entire power of your mind over to that frequency that the song is emitting. Now, this is a hard truth because I'm not trying to come here from my high horse and say I only listen to high vibe music. This podcast is about research so that I can benefit, so that I can also share the knowledge and hope that you benefit also. But this is definitely a hard truth to swallow. And I really hope that it's something now that I've shared some of the information that I've learned with you, you remember the next time that you're just putting on a song. Now, I really want to end on a high note. I'm saved the best for last, which that's definitely going to be a continuing theme on this podcast because I always want to send you off feeling yummy. And I want to talk about sacred sounds. Spirituality and music really do go hand in hand. It is believed by many that music is a gift from the divine itself. Specifically today, what I want to talk about are mantras or mantras. A mantra is a sacred sound that is believed to provide psychological or spiritual powers to those who practice them. Mantras are mainly used by people who practice Hinduism. However, mantras themselves, by practicing them, is not a specific religious practice. Therefore, I would encourage everyone to remain open and try them out. The mantra that I want to focus on today is Om, which in Hindu tradition is believed to contain the entire universe. Now that's because when chanted, Om vibrates at the frequency of 136.1 hertz, which is the same vibrational frequency found throughout everything in nature. So that alone can give us a clear indication that there's some yumminess here. It's been proven that when you chant OM, there's a vibrational sound that produces in your vocal cords that clears your sinuses, that reduces stress, and that brings down your blood pressure, which then helps your heart beat at a normal rhythm. I have some facts about OM that I want to share. And these are some of the benefits that you can reap from chanting OM. Chanting of the OM mantra purifies the environment around you and creates positive vibrations. Your concentration increases when you chant this universal hymn. OM chanting gives you better immunity and self-healing power. It improves your concentration and it helps you focus. The OM chanting produces a vibration, vibration that puts you into a deep meditational state which gives you deep relaxation. And lastly, the OM not only benefits the person who is chanting the mantra, but also the people around them, wherever its vibrations flow. 
One of the easiest ways that I've been able to incorporate mantras into my own life is through affirmation music. Along with this podcast, I will be linking a just to give you an example of some of the songs that I would recommend because nowadays so many musicians have tapped into this realization that they want to be more intentional with their music and the amount of choices that are out there, especially on Spotify, really makes me so excited every day. I try to find new music in Maya's Frequency and I will be linking it below so that you can all check it out, which I would highly recommend. Just because, as I said, there are so many cool artists on Spotify who have taken a lot of these mantras and affirmation and laid them over some beats just to make them a bit more modern. And a lot of them I love to listen to while I'm at the gym. I hope today's podcast gave you some food for thought. And I'm really looking forward to learning more about this music industry. And until next time, I want you all to know how much love I am sending out to you. I'm rooting for you and I believe in you.